In this episode of Man vs. Marriage, it's a playbook episode on a holiday guide. What do you mean, Quincy? It's not the holidays. I know, we're trying to get you ready for it. The podcast. How good do you want your life to be? It's really about becoming the best version of yourself that's possible. Is Man versus Marriage. Welcome back to another episode of Man versus Marriage. Quincy Moran in the home studio here with you, along with my lovely wife. Hi. Hey, honey. And we are going to talk today about holidays. Yes, the holidays are behind us. It's a new year, it's 2020. But why wait until the end of the year to give you some pointers when you can't go back and change anything? So my wife had a great idea. Let's talk about some holiday stuff so that we can prepare you for this year and maybe you can grow a little closer in your relationship and get some ideas for how the holidays should work or could work or can work in your home. That's a great job, honey. You're smart. You're welcome. Before we do that, we are going to give you our contact information, which is Facebook, Facebook group, at MVSM Podcast. Email us, coach at manversusmarriagepodcast.com. And that's V like victory, S like success. You can also check me out on Instagram, which is where, as far as social media goes, that's really where I spend the bulk of my time. I love pictures. I love pictures. It's the man in me. It's pictures. Quincy underscore Moran underscore, and there you will find me. Um, so, welcome to this episode, and let's talk a little bit about it. I have, I'm not sure exactly what we're going to name it, like the, the how-to holiday guide or the holiday playbook. And it's, I know it's going to look weird when it populates or when it um, loads. People are going to be, holiday? We just got done with this. I'm sick of it. But actually, I thought for you it was a, it was a fantastic idea. Um, well, it's not just Christmas either. It's, we're, we're raising teenage kids, <clears throat> excuse me, and we have all these expectations that they're up against. You know, you're in high school. It's expected to have a boyfriend. It's expected that you're going to date. There's, you know, Valentine's Day is a big deal. New Year's is supposed to be a big deal. Mm -hmm. um, all these various things that they come across that we have our own traditions for. And we've never really done them exactly the way we were taught to do them or that we've seen other people do them because, A, we're a really big family. So, you know, buying... Big for everybody wasn't something we could do. Right. And making the most of every moment was something that we really tried to instill in the kids. I still do. And making sure that the example they see between you and I as a relationship is what they look for when their time comes to really start dating and feeling things out. And I don't want them to get stuck in the idea of um, giving Valentine's Day as an example since it's coming up. You know, he's got to buy you a dozen roses, he's got to take you to a great dinner, he's got to take you to a movie, he's got to spend this much money. That's not what I want our girls to learn. 
You and I have a tradition. We don't go out on Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day, finding a babysitter is the worst ever. Number one. Number two, I don't do crowds. I don't like to be around a bunch of people and trying to have an intimate moment with you in a restaurant while everybody's dishes are clanking around us and people are having their own little deal. It just, that's not us. And, and I understand that. And I'm just going to, I'm going to rewind, rewind a little bit because when you started talking about the holiday and what it could do or, you know, that we should do a show about it, it made me think this. It made me think, I know that I had an idea of what I wanted our holidays to be like because I, I you know, from a young age, mid teens, late teens, I knew I want to be a dad. I want to be a dad. Um, and we grew up poor. Okay. No, no harm, no foul. My dad was a, a single dad, mom, single mom. Um, so we grew up poor and I had an idea of what I wanted to do when it came to Easter, when it came to, um, 4th of July, when it came to St. Patrick's Day or Christmas or Thanksgiving, okay? You know, I had an idea of what I wanted to do. You had an idea of what you wanted to do. Did we ever share it? I think we did. I think we did because um, we talked about everything. But then I don't know when you, when like if you're listening to this, you're not married, what are you going to do when you have a few different Thanksgivings to go to. Well, we got sucked in, unfortunately, and we didn't realize this until years later, but we got sucked into other people's traditions. Right. We spent, like, we had an idea of what we wanted to do, for example, for 4th of July. Okay. Mm -hmm. We wanted to have barbecue at the house. We wanted to have everybody come to us. When we got married and we started talking, my vision for our family has always been everybody comes to us. All the kids come to our house. This is the hangout house. This is the safe haven. That's what I wanted for our kids. Right. But when we were first married, we went to a friend's house and we spent every single holiday, every extra whatever at their house. Right. Now, we still spent time with our families. We still we still did stuff with, you know, my parents and his parents. But somehow we let somebody else kind of control and gauge our tradition. Mm-hmm. And as the years went by and that particular relationship kind of separated a little bit, we started making our own traditions and started doing our own thing. Now we are the hangout house. Now we are the house that everybody comes to for the Halloween parties or the Christmas parties or, you know, the kids can tell their friends to come over. We have best friend who comes over all the time now and asks to have dinner over here or wants me to help teach them how to cook. Those were the things that we wanted, but it's taken us this long I think because we just kind of went along with whatever. Well, I it, it's partly that, but then also once autism hit our home. Oh, that changed everything. It changed everything because um, we didn't know what to do. We didn't want anybody in our house. It, I didn't want anybody in our house. Yeah, it went lot. from everybody come over to nobody show up, everybody go away. But that's just the version of autism that we had. And, you know, that comes from... Kids changing, medications changing, sleep deprivation, you know, Well, and people lack. didn't understand. We didn't get invited to stuff. Or they would say, well, can I have this kid, this kid, and this kid, but not these. And I, I understand it now, but back then, that gutted me. Because how could you want one and not the other? I don't know, for me, I don't know how to want one 
and not the other. And now when, with the friends that we have and they have special needs kids and they have, you know, other kids, it's like, you know what? I really don't care. Just bring them all and we'll deal with it. But it, it takes a while to get there. So in in the course of all that, our desire for holiday traditions got lost. Yeah. It got lost. And, you know... um, it got lost early on in our marriage because there were so many outside parties pulling at us to come here, come here. Then there were there were some that started and that we expected were going to continue, and then we got uh, they got changed, broken oh, yeah. up, turned around, um, stopped. And then there's other things that happen aside from having children or maybe having kids with special needs. Sometimes there's a death in the family, and your holidays, their, their traditions change. And things are never really the same. Um, maybe people get divorced. Maybe your kids grow up and move to college. There's any a number. There's any number of things that come up that can change your holiday holiday traditions. I have a friend of mine uh, whose mother passed away last year. He was definitely a mama's boy. It was Christmas all year round at their home. They would have gifts under the tree for anybody who showed up that didn't have Christmas, just stuff ready to give away. And he's had to go through a series of, because I believe it was December 13th last year, yeah. he had to go through Christmas without his mother. <clears throat> well, then it starts It starts this trail of tears because it's the next holiday without mom, without mom. The way that they did Thanksgiving they would, you know, his family would come up here. They would spend a week making everything by scratch. Everybody had their job. There was something to do. Somebody did the turkey. Somebody did the dough. <clears throat> somebody did the vegetable. It, and this is the first Thanksgiving where it's like, there's no mom. Who's going to run it? Who's going to tell who to do what? And yeah. they, didn't, they didn't even have Thanksgiving at, at his house. After years of doing it that way. They went and did Thanksgiving somewhere else. And that family's tradition, his in-laws, his brother's in-laws tradition was totally different. They did yeah. they did KFC on Thanksgiving. Uh, no, no, that was on, uh, maybe that's Christmas Eve. Anyway, the way that they did it, it was more of a store-bought Thanksgiving as opposed to a homemade Thanksgiving. Oh, and his mom did things, like we're talking from scratch, scratch. Yeah, yeah. And, and so those are... Cherry pie. Cherry pie. <laughs> Those things can affect your holiday tradition. And short of just complaining and then going on with life, when do we take the time to sit and talk intentionally about what we expect for the holidays, about what our wife expects for the holidays, and what didn't happen that maybe was disappointing and how we can, what we can do in the future to get better at that. It really didn't cross my mind, but you know, with, um, with Jeannie, she's, Christmas is humongous. And this past Christmas, you know, it's like, what is, what's all this money we spent at Walmart? Well, it's for boxes and wrapping paper. And I'm, I think to myself, Whoever, we're all suckers. Whoever came up with wrapping paper, they were a business person because you buy something just to tear it up. Okay, but, but when we grew up as kids, my great-grandmother was still living. 
And the tradition was all the great grandkids came over to her house. She had everybody's presents stacked. The great grandkids were taught how to use the tissue paper, how to put everything together, make it look nice. We spent days wrapping presents and making them pretty and putting them under the tree. It was a huge deal growing up. And it seems like such a petty little thing. I mean, boxes are not cheap. Obviously, we have eight kids. Nothing in this season is cheap. However, one of our girls' favorite things to do now is to take turns. If I'm not wrapping their presents, they come in and they watch me wrap other people's presents and they help write the tags and they help put them together and then they take them downstairs to the the room where we store everything and they line them up and they put them in order. It's a big deal to them. Right. And and for me, I spend, you know, we went through some extremely difficult years and with finances and that's probably maybe what a lot of people do most people in their marriage and so i would be very begrudging when it came to time it came for time to buy presents um it's like you know i i was very much the mentality just be happy with what you have let's get them something and let's not overdo christmas and genie comes from the other side um, where there's a lot of joy in giving a lot of presents, and we were at odds. Then, you know, fast forward to Christmas morning when the kids are opening gifts, there's that part of me that's like, this is this is really exciting for them. It's good. You did a great job. And then I go, you know, the next year comes around, and here I am pushing it again, because I don't want the primary message about Christmas to be about gifts. I want it to be about uh, family. I, I want every day to be Christmas and the way we treat each other and how we love each other and whatever the case is, but we, we, we have had to come to, um, some agreements when it comes to how Christmas is supposed to be. And I am, uh, I'm a bit of a Grinch at times because I don't know. Well, this is where we balance each other out. I could take Christmas and run the credit cards through the ceiling and make sure that the kids have everything they could possibly want that would make them smile and happy and squeal. Whereas you pull back the reins and go, okay, no, this is what we have. This is what we're doing. Reach the ceiling at this limit. Now, I don't always hit that limit. Sometimes I go over it, but it's way better than going, you know, 10 grand in debt and just saying, okay, well, this is the budget and we fudged it by like 200 bucks. That's a lot easier of an argument to have (laughs) than going overboard. But we balance each other because I could look at Christmas and go nuts. I can look at a birthday and... If this is what the kid wants, I'm going to find a way, hell or high water, to make it happen. Mm -hmm. But we both come from places where we didn't always get that or I had it for a while and then it was gone and it's going from one extreme to the next and trying to find that middle ground of, I don't want the kids to look at you have to have everything that you possibly want, but I don't ever want them to feel like you just can't have well, and, and that's why I think it's important, and, and I want to put this exercise out there for the MBSM nation, and uh, for us too as a family, to to write a list of holidays, and everybody, you know, for us, since we do have the kids, um, we could just write out, you know, all the holidays, and everybody could write on their own what they like about our traditions, and, you know, what they see themselves carrying forward, maybe in their life. And maybe you can do that as well, you and, and your wife, uh, if you're not married yet, maybe you and your girlfriend or whatever the case is. And, 
you can start the conversation about what do holidays look like to me? What do they look like to you? So instead of hoping for an expectation that doesn't get met, you can kind of just write out an expectation and then you know what to expect. And if something doesn't happen, you guys can talk about it and it may it will make the conversation a little bit easier but it also lays out so you're putting out there what's important to you when it comes to tradition because i think our country is really big on traditions and whether it be easter where you know used to we would all get you know dressed up and i probably put an end to that because i griped about the money um but we would all get you know everybody would get dressed up and we would go to church and you would be wearing your easter best and that's not so much a deal anymore um whether it's the 4th of July, New Year's Eve, any number of holidays that you celebrate, I think it's worth a conversation to say, hey, what do you like? What do you expect? What do you like that we've done? Maybe what do you? what is it that you don't like? And then set time up to touch base with that after the holidays to say, so how did it go? Did you like it? Because there's maybe there's things where it's like, I really want this. And then it happens, it's like, oh, actually, I didn't like that. Well, see, that's the thing with traditions. Your family is now your family. There you go. So you can change the traditions. Like, for example, our kids are old enough now where we can ask opinions. We can ask them, you know, what do they like? What do they don't like? This year, they all came to me and said, we love the cookie decorating, but we don't like eating those cookies because the particular recipe that we use, although they're great for making cookies for the shapes and for decorating, there's just not a whole lot of flavor to it. So I put out the um, challenge. Okay, find me a recipe you want to try and let's make cookies with that. Find something that's different from what we've done and let's work with it. Let's see if we can make something work with that. We're still keeping the tradition, but now they're involved. So now it's their turn to decide and maybe we find something and it's absolute crap. It's happened. Mm -hmm. But they had the most fun figuring it out and going through the process and realizing, okay, this is not as easy as mom makes it look sometimes. Um, The other thing is figure out what you want your example to be. I'll use St. Patty's Day as an example. A lot of our kids are learning because they're high school. St. Patty's Day in their house, everybody gets drunk. It's like green beer day. Everybody has to go and get wasted. Um, And for us, I drink but I don't get drunk with the kids. It's more, yeah, I can have a drink. I can have a whiskey for St. Patty's Day. But what do we do for St. Patty's Day? We eat green foods. And that's anything from making green cookies to green cake to putting food coloring into mashed potatoes. We've always made it just this silly, it's a holiday, but it's just something to have fun with. It's not where I have to go to a pub and I have to drink and I have to do these things. That's the example that they're learning but it's not the example they have to have. Right. So it's it's getting with your spouse and saying, okay, I like this tradition from my family. Like for us growing up Christmas Eve, we dressed in our dressiest clothes. We had the big fancy dinner. I mean, I had freaking dresses with velvet and all kinds. I am not, I am not a dressy, dressy, dressy person. Unless you and I have major plans, uh, that's just not me. Mm-hmm. But our kids, our tradition for Christmas Eve, we go up to Nanny's house in pajamas. Mm -hmm. Because when we go home, we're going to bed and we're waiting for Santa Claus. And yes, with autism, we still have Santa Claus. So we go and we have a good time and we veg out in our jammies and we eat our good food. 
but it's what we decided was more comfortable for us. Mm-hmm. You take what you have and you bend it. When you have something like autism, you learn everything bends quickly. Well, and, and it's not just autism, uh, which to us it is, but there's any number of things that can affect the way you do a, tra- uh, a holiday tradition. But the, the fact is, is that you actually get to create that. You get to make a new tradition for your family. Maybe you like what they've always done. Now, if we go back to the the discussion about Valentine's Day, for the longest time, we didn't give a crap about Valentine's Day. I hated Valentine's Day. I had horrible memories. (laughs) Because of an old relationship. And so there's also that factor that what, what has disappointed you in the past can affect how you do things in the future, and you don't want those things to run your life. So whatever the holiday tradition is, why don't you take the initiative to sit with your wife or your uh, your wife and kids or, you know, maybe even on your own. Maybe you're not married yet or you have no no plans to be there. You just found us. Figure out what the, what the traditions are and how you want those to play out because you have the ability to be intentional about your life and do what brings you the most joy. And I think that is um, that is what's important so you can solidify traditions that may last in your family and maybe they get changed a little bit but i think it was great you bringing this to my attention um because we have had a long journey of of traditions so before i wrap it up i just want to shower you with love and praise honey thank you not only are you smoking hot look at these eyebrows Mm. (laughs) you're super smart too and i love you i think <clears throat> the biggest thing to take away from this conversation and to remember is your traditions is part of who you are and who you grew up as. Mm-hmm. What do you want to keep? If there's things that you want to change, it's like anything else in your life. There's things about you that you want to change. I have things about me I want to change. Do I want to put those things that were put into me, into my kids, if I'm trying to change them? Mm-hmm. Or do I want to look at, this is something I want to change about myself, so I'm going to teach my kids how to go this path. Mm-hmm. But it's still taking something of you and something of me and giving it to each other and finding a middle ground and a compromise and saying, okay, instead of having you and me, let's have an us and let's build from that. And that we'll give that to our kids. And then our kids will choose from that and move forward. I love it. Great episode. It's the holiday playbook brought to you by man versus marriage. We love you and good night. The podcast. How good do you want your life to be? You gotta live on purpose for a purpose. It's truly about becoming the best version of yourself that's possible. This is Man vs. Merit, the podcast.